This is Chatting Human Design, the place to be to hear how real people use human design in their everyday life. I'm so excited to have you. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Chatting Human Design. I am your host, Janelle Turner. My guest today is a 2-4 self-projected projector. She's a psychotherapist and the owner of Beyond Beautiful Counseling Services. This is the first time that we have met in virtual person, and it's very exciting for both of us. So everybody, welcome Valerie. Hi, Valerie. Hi, thank you so much for having me. This is really exciting, Janelle. Good. I'm glad I'm glad to have you, and I'm glad, like I said, that we're getting to meet face-to-face. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I came to Human Design in May of 2008. One of my, um, I went to a workshop and of course I befriended someone um, who I found out later was on the autism spectrum, which I tend to attract. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was learning to be an analyst. And so he said, oh, at a party of the Mm -hmm. workshop, it was a three-day workshop. He's telling me about human design while there's a live band in the next room. I couldn't record anything, but I was just sitting there being my listening self Remember, remember, (laughs) oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you know, and so it almost like washed over me. Mm -hmm. And then I got into an eight month relationship. And when that came to a close, anyway, I, I guess I haven't really, it started like filtering in maybe in 2019 and then more in 2020. So it's been a developing sort of awareness of human design and, Mm -hmm. and then my profile and all of that authority um, I've been practicing with um, and learning how to be more me than ever. Right. And that's the thing with human design. It's, it's all an experiment. And while we're learning, we're putting things into practice to make sure that it works for us. And that's one of the things I love about human design is if parts of it don't work for you, you don't necessarily have to follow those parts. You can, you can go another way and experiment another way. Although you do want to look sometimes at why certain aspects of human design are not working for you. There might be blockages there or things you have to work on with conditioning. Um, For instance, if you're avoiding certain things and you can see it in yourself and you're just straight up avoiding that's not really any part of human design to, to avoid. So that's more conditioning that you need to work on. And it's really interesting for me. I think the way that I saw this most clearly in my chart was uh, when I learned about the undefined identity center or G center, my whole life as a, as a child and, and as a young adult, I had my family and people close to me telling me to like pick a lane or like figure out what you want to be. And that always didn't sit right with me. Like I need to decide right now what I want to be for my entire life. Like that sounds insane. College never worked out for me for that particular reason, because nothing, I didn't want anything to be that thing in my life for years and years and years that I'm doing like a career or a path where it doesn't change. And I thought that there was something wrong with me. But it just turns out that with an undefined identity center, my life's going to change. I'm going to have different career paths. I'm going to have different relationships, different interests, places that I live, all kinds of stuff. And that's just kind of how it goes. And I've gotten so much better at realizing that I don't have to be something like I'm Janelle Turner. 
and that's it. Like if someone asks me what I did, like, what do you do? I say, well, I love human design. So I do a lot of that. I do podcasts. I love being outside. I would talk about my interests and I would probably say weight tables at the very end, just because it's not high up on my list of who I am. And I think that's the big thing with the identity center is you don't have to figure out who you are in a nutshell or an elevator pitch ever. It's just, it just is what it is. And it is very, it flows. I don't, do you have an undefined identity center or defined? I don't, I don't remember. It's defined. So okay. I've got the Ajna, the throat and the G. Okay. They're all defined. And those are the only three that are defined. So I have an open head, open root. And so I've got not open, undefined. I, mm -hmm. So yeah, six undefined. Mm -hmm. I'm up there with you. Seven. <laughs> We're pretty open. But yeah, it um, is interesting how these all work in different ways. And, and as we were saying, you have those three centers defined and that makes you what's called a self-projected projector. And this is uh, the authority for her, her partic particular type. And projectors can have lots of different authorities. But if you have certain configurations of defined centers, you only have a particular authority. As am I a mental projector, I have Ajna and throat. So I'm only a sounding board authority, environmental authority. It's called a bunch of different things. Yours is just called self-projected authority, self-projected you know, projector. <laughs> I've heard it called classic and I don't know. Have you heard hmm. that? I, I've heard the term classic. I didn't know which type of projector. There's so many different ways to define things. <laughs> I like to say a self-projected projector. So. Yeah. And that is, it, first of all, it's a pretty, it's a fairly rare authority to have. And I don't know too much about it, except that it's adjacent to my own authority. So I know it's more about talking things out usually, right? Is that kind of how it goes? Yes. Well, that's how I find my truth is by talking. Well, that's, that's amazing. And it's usually with people that you trust, right? Is that how it works? So it's really, it's really hard to find people who can just listen and not interrupt me because my processing is I am working through something and people, so I've learned to say, wait, hold on. I'm not finished with what I'm saying. They think I'm finished because it's some sort of a conclusion for them. Mm -hmm. or they don't understand I need to talk it through. Mm -hmm. And I, I, my whole life, I thought people don't want to listen to me. They're interrupting me. I can't have a voice. Wow. So my sister came last year and she's one of the biggest defenders in my whole life. Right. Mm -hmm. So she's, I don't know, she's a projector of a different type, but she doesn't believe in it. So I don't give it a lot of energy, mm -hmm. but she was with me in the car. She came to help me move. I had to move during the pandemic. Oh, and wow. I said, I had learned this new skill. And I said, wait, hold on. I will get to what you're having to say, but I'm not finished yet. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. She said, and I'm like, blew my mind mm -hmm. that I could even do that and stop her from interrupting me. See, everybody's always interrupting me and I never get to my point. It's so frustrating, but I also feel like people aren't interested in what I have to say then. Yeah. They can't listen for the long haul, basically. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a long haul. Yeah. So I pay people to listen to me all the time. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. And does it, I mean, I wanted to ask this question. Does it help at all to, to talk to yourself? Does that help at all? 
So that's a really good question because <laughs> I have started doing that, um, especially since my line of work. And so I integrate everything I do in my work, I do for myself. Mm -hmm. So great. It's something that it has to come from authenticity and my clients and myself have to feel congruent. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing something. I, I'm not asking you to do something I won't do. So I try it out all on myself first mm -hmm. before I ever like help people with that. So mm -hmm. I have this inner child work that I do. I got trained in postgraduate 2008. Wow. So I went, so I, drove, I was driving the other day and I just had a talk with little Valerie <laughs> and we got to integrate what I know now with what she believed then and say, this is, this is all the same thing. And she's like, Oh, and so I felt so much more at peace with the topic. This was just on Monday, like a few mm -hmm. days, like two days, less than two days ago. Wow. So I'm learning to do that. I talk it out in my little house by myself. Mm -hmm. I journal. I have a lot of writing that I do. I don't know why, but writing helps mm -hmm. comes out in poetry form, especially when I have a lot to process emotionally. Yeah. Um, even though I'm not, as they say, an emotional projector, but I, I process through written and through dance, mm -hmm. uh, through painting and journaling um, and in the shower music, like, yeah. Um, and now more and more talking with myself. Yeah, that's awesome. I know you say you're not an emotional projector, but I feel like in your line of work, you're dealing with people when they're at emotional point, very emotional points in their lives. So you're constantly being bombarded by other people's emotions. So it, it makes sense that you would feel, you could feel those, you know, there's something about my design I know the first, so I've had one, that first reading I was telling you about the second one I had last year, that was a lot more of, of like the readers download. So I have a mm -hmm. lot of notes and I have it in audio form, but I, it wasn't conversational. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm smiling because I need to talk to integrate. Yeah. And so, um, so anyway, I don't know where I was going with that, but the point is that there's a lot of things I'm continuing to learn. I'm not even in like, this is by May, it will be three years that I've known about human design, but I've been practicing it more in the last year. Mm -hmm. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like now I don't trust anyone who doesn't believe in human design. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I don't really know anyone in my life that isn't, hasn't at least heard of it. I mean, my husband, he's heard of it and he's interested to a point, but he, I mean, it's not his, it's my, it's my thing, but he's really supportive and he gets it. And when I tell him stuff, he's like, Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I, it's been working so well for me in this past year too. And like I said, we have similar authorities as a mental projector. Um, I have sounding board authority is what I've classically heard it called. There's many other names for it, but the way that I first um, familiarized myself with it was I needed to talk to other people and like see the way that they, or feel their energy as I'm talking to them. Like how, how is my, are my words affecting them energetically is, is how I, I, took that authority. 
And it was very vague for me. And especially since I was learning about human design, I was learning about every, all the other authorities. And I was like, sacral response, yes or no? That sounds fun and easy to practice. Uh, uh, reflector, that sounds like oh, so much time. Like I was just so confused as to how my authority actually worked because, and I wasn't aware of this at the time, I'm aware of it now because of my reading with uh, Teo, which was wonderful. My authority doesn't necessarily have to come first when I'm making decisions or processing things, I might need to get it going first and then soundboard with other people or I actually do soundboard with myself. It's not really a thing. I don't know if it is in human design, but I talk a lot to myself and it, it, it just helps me process. And I've done it my whole life. I always thought I was a weird kid or just a weird person because whenever I had something that was going on, I, I like to talk it out and hear it. And it would help me process and feel like I had more control, even if I didn't. So I think that's where the talking to myself came from. But now I use it more as a, how do you feel energetically? How do you feel in your body when you're saying these words? Not how, like what, not what it sounds like up here in the head, but how do I feel my body as I'm, as I'm talking to myself? And that has made it much more clear for me when I'm on the right path or if I need to make a change or if I need to wait for the invitation and maybe I'm going too quickly into this thing and initiating too hard and really learning to listen to my body, which I know is important for you as well because you do have a lot of open centers. And in general, if you have a lot of open centers, you have a lot of outside conditioning. And so paying attention to what your body is saying to you, it can be really important for you in all aspects of your life, really. So I think it's really interesting that we have similar authorities, but they work in a different, in a different way. And I, a lot of times will skip my authority a little bit, which I know it's like strategy, authority, strategy, authority, like that's what you do. But sometimes I have to skip over it. And I, I know the consequences of my actions. If I don't, if I don't go back and soundboard a little bit or feel it out in my environment. That's another big thing with a uh, mental projector authority is, is going into different environments and being around different people and seeing how it feels in your body. But one, that takes time. <laughs> and two, in this, in this, where we're at here in the world, in this moment, it's hard to do those things. It's hard to be around people and like sample different energies. It's getting easier to be outside and around people in the world, which I'm loving. But it's really made me realize that sometimes I have to start it up a little bit first and then pay attention to my authority afterwards. I'm cheating a little bit. <laughs> it's all an experiment though. Mm -hmm. You know, so you're not doing it wrong. Exactly. You know, you're just you're just practicing and seeing what works. Exactly. And that's that's why I love human design so much is like, you can do things with an, if you do it with an awareness of this is might not turn out the way you want. Like that's kind of how I feel like everybody has to go into it is when you're experimenting with human design, it's more about that experience, no matter how it goes, than it is about the outcome at, at the end. I've really learned to let go of outcomes. My chart is when I had my chart read, I'm a three, six. So I'm a third line, first of all. And then I have 10 third lines in my chart. So I'm a lot of third line energy, which is trial and error energy and just kind of 
bumping into things and seeing if things work for you and going the other way or picking up things along the way. And, and that's always been, I'm very, I push against that so hard because it's about letting go of control essentially. And my whole life from growing up, I'm, uh, my parents are both alcoholics. So I have a whole load of stuff that goes in along with that, but I've always wanted control. I've always wanted to control the situation and make sure everybody was happy and that the sea was clear and calm. And so for me to say, I don't need to have control of most aspects of my life now. And when I feel it coming, I'm like, no, Janelle, it's okay. Like try less control and see if that works. It feels crazy, but it's, it's really been working for me. And it's really cool to me how human design ties into to classical ways of doing inner work. Like letting go of control is, I mean, everyone is, needs to do that at some point in their life. Most people hang on to control out of fear at some point in their life. So it's really cool to know that that's just part of my energy in life is to not have control. And I shouldn't have control. Like that makes me feel better to say it that way. Like, oh, nope, control for me, not a great thing. <laughs> yeah, it makes it too, too much attachment to a certain outcome. And maybe there's, there's more magic to make right? than what you can think it's going to be like in the future somehow. Right, exactly. I wanted to ask you too, do you use human design at all in your work with clients? Yes. And what's so cool about that is um, I, because it's, you know, it's a little bit out of the traditional academic training. Um, what I do is, you know, establish really good rapport. And I always look at a whole person, everything about them um, so that they can, they can hold their journey in a way that's open and, and affirming for themselves, really. Mm-hmm. And I'm here at points to be them when they have trouble doing that. So they get to integrate that in their bodies and they get to hold space for themselves because I'm demonstrating holding space for them. And then we co-create our space. Wow. So in a certain amount of time, when I feel like it's right, I'll just say, you know, I'm curious about this thing. And by this time, I already know how they grew up, where they grew up, what their Myers-Briggs might be, their, all these things might be mm-hmm. to help them. Um, and, and then I'm like, I'm curious if you'd be open to hearing about something that I'm, I want to know kind of more about this for you. Is that of interest to you? And then they either, most of the time by that point, because I've done my own inner work to see if that's right for them, they'll say, sure. And I'm like, all right, even I have it on my intake forms now, time and place of birth. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So if I, I want to look it up, I can. And sometimes I feel like, hmm, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a little biased toward projectors. Um, we can't and help so, it. I mean, I can't help it. Right. Um, but I've had a couple people in my practice who are manifestors mm-hmm. and I've been really like, okay, okay, look, one person was an EAP employee assistance program client. And so we only had, I think it was like second to last session. She only got six sessions for free. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I need to tell you this thing. <laughs> if, if you feel okay with it, you let me know. And by that time I'd already asked her and she mm-hmm. gave permission. And so, and I told her and I said, 8%, about 8% of the population are manifestors. 
And so she went, she left with that information. I don't know if she ever did anything with it. That's not my, Mm -hmm. not my job. My job is to be with them at whatever place they need me to be. Exactly. So I'm a tool, Mm -hmm. but I'm also a space holder and a presence therapist really. And so anyway, it's very exciting. I have some people who are projectors, um, one self projector projector, six, two. Wow. Um, and so I'm just 30 years old. Um, and so I, I'm just like, when it works, it's lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they want support around that, I don't take it on. I, so I want to say that a self-projector projector des, just does stuff. Yeah. We just do stuff. And we don't always know how we got there because we don't need to know. Yeah. Okay. So I'm pointing to my forehead right now. And it's basically... And in my work, they're the holder of their journey. They invite me in for a time. It's like a part of their journey. And I just keep their canoe from flipping as often. (laughs) Right. And they let me, they put the side thing on, sidecar almost. Yeah. And I've got their map trying to help them a bit like a navigator, but they're still paddling and trying to do all this incoming rocks or whatever in their river or their lake or their yeah rapids in their life and so i'm just there for a time so they so if they're not taking the human design or doing anything with it i don't do anything with it yeah that makes so much sense and it it makes so much sense when you think about human design as it's it's such a a layered thing and you're so funny the way that you question people can i share this with you because i do the same exact thing just with regular people that i know because it's a lot. If, if you're, if you share something with them and they're like, Oh, well, what does that mean? And it's like, well, it means this. And it's just, it's a lot of information at one time. And if they're not on board with it or in the boat with you on human design, it's just going to go right over their head and they're going to, it's going to be very confusing for them. And I feel like you have to be ready to, to kind of learn a little bit about your human design. If you're interested, you don't have to go as, as much into it as, as maybe myself or Valerie, but just to learn your type, your profile and your strategy and authority is a lot of information, but it's so valuable. So that's so funny that you do it that way. Cause I am the same way. Cause I don't, I want to make sure like, are you ready for this? <laughs> well, and it's a part of them that I'm, if I feel curious about it sometimes, and that doesn't go away over a couple sessions with them, I'm like, hmm, let me just ask you if you're okay with me checking on this thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I can just say one thing at a time every once in a while moving forward. Yeah. If they're interested, oh, I'll say, yeah, well, that's because you have a defined sacral or that's interesting as a manifesting generator. So I just say things because if it So I'm always, I'm like an octopus with all of these mitts. I'm like a catcher. I used to play catcher in softball. (laughs) I'm like an octopus holding what they might throw. That's so great. So then I, then, then I decide if I feel it out, I don't know how to say it any other way, but like, I'll be like, it's almost inspired. Um, So anyway, yeah. So awesome. If I was a client of yours and you said something you just put out a little tidbit like that I'd be like what what's that I have to figure out what that is because it just kind of grabs you if you're ready and interested to hear to, to learn about it and that's only for the people though who have given me permission and I run their chart yeah, yeah. 
right? Yeah. But also, exactly. you know, it's not for everybody. And it and and I I don't need to know the whole system. I'm I I have the definitive book of human design and I mm -hmm. use it as reference, but I also have made up a little chart of not self-centered questions. Oh, that's so smart. Because if I'm if I'm out of control or something's bothering my goat and see if that's one of my un, undefined center, not self questions. Mm -hmm. am, I, am I trying to answer everybody else's questions? Am I avoiding <laughs> confrontation and truth? Do I feel a pressure to make something happen or make a decision? Yes. yes. All of these undefined, not self. So frequently that's the case. Mm -hmm. Me too. Yeah. And that, that's a really great thing to point out is if you're just starting off in human design and it seems very overwhelming, look at, and it's really easy to find if you use like mybodygraph.com to find your not self questions It will say it on there. If you click on the empty centers and that's where a lot of our conditioning stems from. A lot of mine is, is the root center. Um, do I have enough time? I don't have enough time. Like the fear of not having enough time that really pressure. messes with yeah, pressure, the pressure really gets me sometimes. And I do the same thing. A lot of times I'll stop myself and I'm like, am I doing this just to like get it done? Or am I speeding through my day just to get to the next day? Like what's like, what's happening? Just relax because I do that a lot. And I really think it's the pressure of the, of the open route that does that to me. <laughs> So yeah. this, this was a wonderful conversation and I'm so happy that we were able to chat. Um, and your, your process is super interesting. And I love the way that you work with human design with yourself and also with your clients that are interested. Um, is there uh, anything else you wanted to tell us? Like, where can we find you? That's probably a good thing. Yes. So I have a website, uh, beyondbeautiful.net. I have a Facebook page, Beyond Beautiful Counseling Services. Then on Instagram, it's Beyond Beautiful Counseling, I think. I'm on LinkedIn, Valerie Montgomery, but I put Bringus, my maiden name in parentheses. I don't know. Um, so those are some places where I hang out. Um, yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for having me. You're Jamal. welcome. This yeah. So fun. You're welcome. Beyond Beautiful Counseling, anywhere you really want to look that up, I'm sure you'll find her. I do have one more question. I like to ask a final question at the end of all my podcasts. Today's is if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? <laughs> um, I think I would live sometime in the mountains where I'm living now, or sometimes at a beach where I grew up. We have the same answer and it's like written on here, but go no ahead. Way. Yeah, go ahead. Why, why, why? Okay. So I have, um, I love the clean air in the mountains, beautiful in the summer. I love the mountain streams and all the mm -hmm. rocks and animals and yes. birds and the beautiful, I love photography. Mm -hmm. um, and then I get my beach um, shot as often as I can. Um, and because I grew up in Miami and I love where the sand meets, meets the ocean and they kiss. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. I'm the same. I grew up in Southern California. Um, and I moved to Colorado about seven ish years ago, but I love the mountains. The you're totally right. The clean air, the sounds, and the, the way it's just beautiful in a way that no other place is beautiful. But I would also want to be able to go somewhere like warm and tropical, like maybe like even like an island beach. My husband and I love watching 
uh, Mediterranean life where you watch other people buy homes on like tropical islands. And uh-huh. I'm like, oh my God, this looks so amazing. Can we just move here right now? So yeah. I would want both. I would want yeah. both exactly the same reason. That's yeah. so funny. Yes. And Miami is tropical. And so yeah. there's uh, Key Biscayne was where we'd spend all of our special events as a family. Cape, uh-huh. um, It's Cape Florida, Billbag State Park on Key Biscayne. And so there's a lighthouse there and it's beautiful. Well, yeah, that sounds wonderful. We would, I would, ideally I'd be the same. I want a place at both so I can be at both. So thank you so much for joining me. It was wonderful to chat with you and thank you all for listening. Make sure you uh, check out Valerie beyond beautiful counseling services. I will talk to y'all later. Thank you for listening to chatting human design. Join me again soon. Have a fantastic day. 